0: Welcome to the Michigan Minds podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. I do a variety of work related to air pollution, looking at the health effects related to air pollution. I'm especially interested in wildfire. Wildfire has become an increasingly large source of air pollution. It's about 40% of the particulate matter emissions in the United States these days. So as our improvements have been made over the years related to other sources of air pollution, wildland fires is becoming increasingly important, especially with climate change. We believe that um, there's things that can be done to reduce air pollution and that it can improve people's health. At the same time that we've made these really dramatic improvements in air pollution over time, the economy has been growing and we've had increases in a variety of of population and and other markers. So, there's not really a trade-off between the environment and the economy in, in the realm of air pollution. Air pollution is also one of the most important areas to the global burden of disease. And so it's really something that we can do something about. We can improve people's health by reducing the sources of air pollution. Climate change is something that we can solve. We know from our experience working on other air pollutants that we know as a country what we need to do to reduce air pollution and harmful emissions. We've done it before successfully many times, and we can do it again. I think oftentimes people think that it's such a big problem and that it's out in the future and it's far away, but it's really something that everyone can do something about. And it's so important that we all play the role that we need to. Our health depends on it. Oftentimes, communities have the most nuanced understanding of what some of the problems are that we're facing. And so it's really important to get their perspectives early on as we're starting to think about a research project. So for my work, I typically want to start working with communities before I even start putting pen to paper on projects. I've had a chance to do a lot of different community-engaged work over the years, from my work at the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, where I worked with a lot of different communities around the country, to when I came here to U of M and started working with communities in, in Detroit and in Flint and in other areas around the country. I think that one of the things that's especially important is to have the community voice at the table and to bring research and science to solve problems that communities identify. So with my research, I've done some work with Detroiters working for environmental justice. We were looking at climate change and how that's going to affect people in Michigan, especially vulnerable groups, and wanted to put together a heat stress vulnerability exposure study. And it helped to answer many of the questions that the community has about what's going to be happening, what's going to be different, and how will that affect people's health. What we wanted to do was have a visualization, something that people could really relate to. And a map is a perfect way for people to understand what's going on in their community. So we looked at a variety of different mapping tools to be able to bring together information to help the community and and the state understand what heat stress vulnerability might look like in Michigan and what the geospatial patterns of that would be. So I think for research to be usable, you really have to think about it as communication from the beginning and that really what you're trying to do is to understand what is it that the community really wants to do and where is the solution space and what are the varieties of things besides your your own perspective that need to be brought to bear. So really thinking about it from a solution and then working your way backward is, is oftentimes the best way to go. When we were working with the community group, Detroiters Working for Environmental Justice, they really wanted the complex science to be accessible to to community members in a a way that they can access easily. So we worked with them to create a mapping system and wanted to be sure that we had a way to present that, that the public could understand. So we had a science cafe. So they uh, helped us to host a meeting where we had some discussions about what the data were. And then we turned people loose on computers to take a look at it and give us some feedback. And that was extremely helpful to us. One of the things that I've really enjoyed doing was working across the U.S. with a variety of community and academic partners to help them understand how to bring their science and issues into the public decision-making process. I think too often we think that policy decisions are made in Washington, D.C. or elsewhere, that it's not about our perspectives and our information, but our solution set is less if we aren't bringing those voices and perspectives to bear. And so I've been working with community members and and scientists to bring better science and information forward into the public decision-making process. I think that to have the best information that we can to make decisions is super important and is something that we really need to be more skilled at. So communicating our science into the decision-making process is something that we all need to be working on and bringing forward, especially with our community partners. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.